Okay, good evening everybody. And so tonight, we're, as we were just talking about the Haggadah, and those who are leading Haggadah, I want to give everybody um, something to... Uh, something to go into Pesach with an idea on one part of the Haggadah. So the, the Haggadah, in the beginning, way beginning of Magid, in the beginning of the, the not the way, but in the beginning of Magid, when we talk about the, the four sons, so the Haggadah says as follows, Baruch HaMakom, Baruch right? Blessed is HaMakom, the ever-present Hashem. Actually, many of the commentators discuss why the, the reference to Hashem is HaMakom. The other, only other place we would say that it would be, or, or we typically say that is, or it means the place is in a, in a house of mourning, and, and that's not for now, but there is a, a deep connection. Maybe you can look into it. Baruch Hu. Baruch Shinasan Torah Lamo Yisrael. Baruch So God is blessed, and we also then say, Baruch, blessed is Hashem, who gave the Torah to his nation of Israel. Baruch And then the Haggadah says, Kenegit Arba Banim. The Torah speaks of four sons. Dibra Torah. Echad Chacham, one son is the wise son. Ve'echad Rasha, the second son is the wicked son. Ve'echad Tam, another son is the simple son. And the fourth son is a son she'eno yodeh lishal. Now, again, I'm just giving a couple of questions to think about. Now, the discussion tonight, it's a little bit interesting. It says Chacham, the wise son. You would say that the, in, in juxtaposition or, or in contradistinction, as opposed to the Chacham, should be uh, a, 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 the Tam or some, uh, some other type of person. Or if you have a Rasha, it should be the Tzadik. And yet the Haggadah calls the Tzadik a Chacham, a wise person. And the next one is a Rasha who's wicked. So it compares the Chacham and the Rasha. And then there's a Tam, a simpleton, and there's also a son who does not know how to ask. So in the name of time, I'm not going to go... Uh, at this point, to all four sons, but the Gada has all four sons ask questions, and all four sons get answers. On this, the Sefer Nesiva Shalom says as follows: Baruch Hamakom Baruch Hu, Baruch Shenasim Torah La'Amo Yisrael Baruch Hu, Kenegid Arba Bottom, and again the four sons. In Hakdama Hasos, why does it say Baruch Hamakom Blessed Hashem? And it says a language of four times Baruch, blessed. This introduction to the four sons is Belashen Baruch. It comes with a language of Baruch, of blessed, Vahodaya, and of praise, Lahashem Yitzbarach to Hashem. through the Shadibra Torah, the Torah speaks for the four sons. Hainu, that is, Shiyeshba. We all, by the way, have a little of the four sons in, all, in, in us, and, in, and, and, and every Jew in theory falls on one of, the, one of these categories. There are, is a fifth category, which uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the last one, uh, was, was famously said, and everybody, Sachs from England, uh, would also speak that often. I don't think you need them, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate. In our own day and time, we see it all over. There's the fifth son who doesn't even come to the Seder. Uh, is the fifth son who's so disconnected, so clueless, he doesn't even show up. 
um, which is which is a different discussion. But, but for now, the the, the the four sons really encompass all of the spiritual people, all the spiritual levels of us, of we who who are having seders. Whether a person is a, a, a son of a chacham, or I mean, essentially, is a chacham, or is a ben rasha, or or is a, or, or any of the others, no matter what, Haggadah calls him a ben. Everyone, everyone who comes to the seder, everyone who sits comes to the seder. We know that the seder is the most practiced Jewish practice, both in Israel and America, of any Jewish practice for Klai, so wherever level they may be at, everyone who comes to the Seder is Hashem's son. V'yeshlo Tshuva, and the Seder offers an opportunity to have the answers, all four sons have at some level a question, and all children, and all of us, can come to the Seder and get answers for the things that bother us, the, the, the areas that we struggle in. Shailas Haben, so the, the Nesiva Shalom, the Slim Rebbe, is going to elaborate um, at some level. Uh, you know, I did not uh, discuss some of the questions I mentioned because it's really, for the Seder, you should ask those questions. Why does the Seder start uh, with, uh, with, with calling it, uh, I think the first question was I mentioned too, was a Chacham, not the first, a Chacham in Russia. Why why, why, you know, why the baruchs? What's the what's the connection? Why hamakom? All of these things are important, not for just me to share right now, but for us to ask at the seder. And even if there's no no answer that night, to have these questions uh, is 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 the essence of, of thinking about the Haggadah itself. So that's why I'm answering. You should look into this. But what we will discuss tonight, uh, what we will discuss tonight is. Uh, a simple level, but an inspiring level for these four sons, because remember, as I just mentioned, anyone who comes to the Seder has the level of a son of Hashem, and everyone who comes to the Seder, the Seder should be transformative. You, you, one could totally be transformed and gain and glean and benefit from the Seder, but the more prepared you and I are, the more we'll get from uh, a Seder. And so just this one point well, the four sons is just a dogma, it's an example of things that we should be looking ahead at. I, I mentioned Haggadah, I would strongly urge and recommend everyone who's on the call, everyone who will hear this, prepare for the Haggadah ahead of time. Bye. I know people, good, very, very learned Jews every year, they go into it, they buy another Haggadah, they have new questions, they have new insights, uh, new fresh kind, new freshness, and their approach to say they don't, it should be. It sh- it should be. I, I said this many times uh, with you when I was in San Jose. I said it many times. Said, you can't walk into Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and look at the Machzor or think about Rosh Hashanah the Yom Kippur. The first moment is the night of Rosh Hashanah, or or I call Nidre. Same thing is by Pesach. I, I know that all of us are preparing, cleaning the house for Chametz. That actually is a tremendous preparation for the Seder. But beyond that, if you really want to. Uh, to grow, and every Jew, every from Jew certainly, but every Jew wants to to to, to connect to Hashem and to grow. If you want to do it, you got it. We, we need to prepare ourselves. One of the best ways to prepare ourselves for the seder is to get a good haggadah. I was learning with somebody this week, uh, a Jew who's a fine Jew on his way up, not yet there, not yet totally shomer Torah mitzvahs, 
And, and I told him, if you really want to benefit from the Seder, prepare yourself ahead of time. You can't come into a Seder with a crack a Haggadah at that moment, buy a Haggadah that inspires, I actually did not let the guy leave until I opened art school with him and picked the Haggadah, <laughs> that he should have a, a new Haggadah that he should prepare with for the Seder. He, he's leading his family Seder and he's uh, the most knowledgeable and, and most uh, and that for now the most practicing Jew at the Seder and it's multi-generational. I said, you really need to be prepared and you're, you have the ability to inspire others and most importantly to inspire yourself but that takes preparation. So the wise son says as follows. The, the, the wise son says, Mahaidus Vahukim. Uh, actually, I'll read it very quickly. Actually, I'll read it in English just for the name of time. The wise son says, Vahukim Eschem. What are the testimonies, the statutes, the, the, the laws that we, the 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 the, 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 the laws we revolve around the Yamtif, the Hukim, or the laws we totally don't understand, Mishpatim, the logical laws. That Hashem commanded you. It's like the laws of Pesach. We do not eat anything. We know that the halachas and the night of the Seder, once one eats the afikomen, which is in place of the Korban Pesach, we don't eat or drink anything. We only have the, the last two cups of wine. And if one's thirsty, water or something, no more chocolates, no candies, no matzo balls, uh, for those who eat gabracht, no meat, once you eat afikomen, no more eating, not even drinking orange juice, no more drinking, ideally one should not brush their teeth with any form of toothpaste or mouthwash, a person goes to sleep the night of Pesach, the last food they should really have eaten is the afikomen, that's the Shulchan Aruch. Yesh loimer, so how do you understand, what's the question of the Chacham, and what's her answer? says the Siva Shalom, Pibasha Kosev, the Sefer Divrei Moshe, the Sefer Divrei Moshe it comes to elucidate the question of the wise son. Tziva, we know that the Sfarim expound that one of the languages of Tziva of Kamal is Tzavsa, connection. To, to spiritually connect, to bond with. The Shoal, what the, the wise son is asking, his elders, this, he's a son, he's a kid. He's the wise son. Mazah. What is it? They atim at tzadikim zoichim ani deins v'chukum ishpatim l'stavik b'Hashem. V'ani mekaimas tekolven. He's zoichim l'avolut v'kis b'Hashem. He looks at the seder. He's looking at his elders. He's looking at these righteous people, and they're eating matzah and they're having eating mower and they're dipping and they're connected. They're excited. They're into it. They're passionate about their Yiddishkeit. And this bocher is 13, 14, 15 year old. Wise child saying, How come I don't? I mean, I'm eating matzah. I'm not so excited about eating matzah. I'm not. And if I am excited, it's not that I'm spiritually excited. He wants to know, how do, I, how do I connect like you're connected? Like, how come I'm looking at you, the Zayda, the rabbi, the, 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 the old yid from, from Lita, from Vilna, from, from Budapest, from Warsaw, from closer to my grandparents, Tamashov Lebelski to Warsaw. Why is it that you you all are, are are looking at Seder and you're wearing a kittel or you're wearing you know you're all dressed up and you're excited about the Seder and I'm eating the matzah in the mara and I want to be I want to connect but I'm not so excited how how is it that you're eating matzah or mara 
or talking about the Seder, it's so inspiring to you? That's his question. The, and the Chuvoso, and, and how do you answer this? Why he said wants to connect? That's why he's wise. He's not the Tzaddik yet, but he wants to get there. The Chuvoso, and the answer to this boy is Kehilchas HaPesach. You gotta be like the laws of Pesach. We eat nothing and drink nothing. We know that the Koran Pesach, we have to have Shulchan Aruch first. You know, we don't, as we know, we don't eat roast meat, so we have our cooked meat, we have our meatballs, or, or, or our stew. On the Pesach, we have our matzahs, our early matzah, we have our potatoes, everyone has to have potatoes, whatever, or potato kigil, whatever you have, you have a whole meal before then. And the Quran, and the Afikoyim, and the Quran Pesach, even in the Mishnayis, we know from the old, when we had the Paschal sacrifice, the Quran Pesach, in the time of the base of the time of the temple, it had to also, it was the end of the meal, it was the dessert. What it, so the answer to this boy who wants to connect is as follows. If you want to connect to Hashem, you really you need to know that you cannot be a spiritual person if your end goals are material, which means a fashtetzach for sure, a person could, you just have a good meal, you have a nice table, you, a person could enjoy the world, but if your focus is this world, if a person wants to be comfy in this world, they're not going to connect to the spiritually. Hashem writes in this Davik Vashem, Darkless Kaddish, Loilan, because even after the afikoman has to be the taste. What the taste in your mouth, what you need to, where you need to, to get your sucker, your satisfaction, cannot be ultimately a, a, a gashmias. It has to be ruchnis. It was if you want to. It doesn't mean to be a, a, a monistic. It doesn't mean to be a parish and removed from this world. But this world cannot be your focus. <laughs> if you want to connect. Pesach has to be a focus. It means the mitzvahs, you want to connect to Hashem, you got, like, I was just telling this to a working person really, recently, you can work and make, make a living, but if your focus is not your wife and your kids, or your health, it, you're missing the boat. You, you, you need to have, and, and, and for a from Jew, you need to focus on Hashem. When you keep, when a person keeps the eye on the boy, you, kid, you want to connect to Hashem, if what you care about is your cars, and your, you know, all your, your, your gains, you're never going to, and there are adults who, who all they care about are their cars. Their big cars, not the toy cars. Their, their cars and their house, and that's their focus. And you know, sometimes I see these people outside, and I probably have nothing against gardening. It's a good habit. Nothing against it. But if, but, uh, if, you, if, you're, if your life is gardening and swimming and golfing or, or in Starbucks and, and, and driving... And having a nice couch, then you're not, you don't have room to be spiritual. You don't have room for to, for for a kash baruch This guy I told recently, I said, "You're so busy at work, you have no time for your marriage." That's a different topic. But if you, you you can work, but your marriage has to be your focus. And if your marriage is your focus, you'll, you'll, you'll your work will be a, a connected to your marriage. It'll, it'll be so. The, the answer to the chacham, first of all, is when he asks, "How am I looking at you, Zaidi, Rabbi, Rosh Hashiva?" Holy Jew, pious Jew, the guy who davens in Shul. Oh, the guy davens right next to me in Shul, by the way. The guy's a working guy. Not right next to me, not too far away from me. He knows a tremendous amount of Torah to davens seriously. So this boy's at the Seder. He's looking at him. How is it that this guy, 
who works a nine to five, nine to six job, is so connected to the Seder, he's literally connected to Hashem. You know what the answer to, to this boy is? Be like the Afikom. You have to realize that that is a taste that you want in your mouth. A taste that a from Jew, that any Jew should want, is to connect to Hashem, because that's what life's all about. Number two is the question of the Rasha. Habera Rasha, the white Rasha, very briefly, what's the Rasha, the wicked child son? Now listen to how he asked the question. What is a service, not Eschem, to you? Lachem, it's your service. This is not for me. Lachem, it doesn't apply to me. If he pulls himself out, he excludes himself from the community of the wicked son. He denies the foundation of our faith. Whoa, serious stuff. And we'll see in a second what he's denying. The Afatah, you know what the answer to this? Ben Rush is sitting at the, state, the, the, the Seder. He can shinab, he knock out his teeth. The Emerlo, he say to him, Babur for this, what you're saying, Asal Hashem Li, what Hashem did for me, for people like me to leave Egypt. Li, for me and not you. Because if you have this attitude, you would never have left Egypt. You would never have left Mitzrayim. What's the question? What's the answer? Says in Siva Shalom, What are you guys doing? It's not a pure Russia. The person coming, he's at the Seder. He's here, by the way, as I told someone, anyone who comes to the Seder, there's a, there's, there's a spark of Yiddishkeit. There's that spark of Judaism. He's coming to the Seder. Nebuch, many of our brothers and sisters don't know what a real Seder is. They never experienced it. <laughs> I remember someone told me many years ago, I went to his grandma's the Seder. They sat with their televisions open, smoking with the Haggadah and Hametz at the table. That's not a Seder. <laughs> But anyone who comes to a real Seder, and, and that's who the Haggadah is talking to, this Rosh is coming to a bona fide Seder. He's with good Jews. Not every Jew is good, but he's with Jews who know what a Seder is. He's doing a real, he came to a real Seder, the Rosh. So what's his question? What's his answer? He's at the Seder. You know, Cousin Louis, he's at the Seder. What's he doing? He's at a real Seder with, with real matzah, and no television, no smoking, real Haggadahs. Right? And people are leaning and saying they're wearing their kittles and they're, they're dipping. So what's he at? What's his question? So this person says, ah, I tried this. I tried, you know, how many times I've heard this? Rabbi, it ain't for me. I tried it. It's not, I'm happy there's people like you in the world. Happy. It's great. We need people like you. You keep the tradition alive. <laughs> you know, give the tradition. We need people like, it's not for me. It's not for my type. It's, um, I'm a secular Jew. I try, now, now the, today, most people don't even know. They never try. Because again, you have Louis or, or, or uh, John or, or, or Rick Feingold or, or whatever his name may be. And he goes to say, he never really had a real Seder. He, he had a smoking mood with, a, okay, a Maxwell House Haggadah. What does that mean? He, he wasn't a Seder. So it's not that he, he never had the he never tasted the real thing. I, I, my heart goes out to the to, to the to, to the multitudes of Jews who think they're going to shul. 
and are given a false product. All the time this happens. And they, they want to hear an inspiration, and they hear left-wing politics in some temple. <laughs> or they, they hear that you could do whatever you want and be a good Jew. They're never told a, a morsel of, of truth and morsel of spirituality. Never. But this guy, he's coming to a Seder. He's a real Seder. Uh, but he says, it's not for me, I tried this, I never can, it ain't for me. What, what are you doing? Tell me why you waste, what are you wasting your time for this? Okay, I get it, you can do it. Well, who? Me? I'm, I have the Yitzhahara. Not for me. This is for you, and it ain't for me. And what do we answer the wicked son who really says it's not for me? I cannot do it. It's totally not for me. Okay, you want to do it? Great. Not for me. Now the Chacham's asking, how do I connect? The child is a Chacham says, how do, the Rosh is saying, this ain't for me. I tried, I gave it a shot, not for me. Hachuva, and what he answers, if you were there, you would never be redeemed for Egypt. Why could you not be? Come on, all of the Jewish people, we know it, now God will, will even note this, that at, at the time we left Egypt, we were all on the lowest level of Tumah, the lowest level of impurity, so much so we were almost beyond repair, beyond hope, we couldn't stay in Egypt a moment longer. Rak Mekoyach, you know the, the point of how we redeemed her? That we strengthen ourselves, we did not give up. That we could not only be physically redeemed, but spiritually redeemed. But you, Russia, if you would have given up, by the way, the Rush, Rabbeinu Usher, says the following thing Do you know who the, the four fifths of Jew died? He doesn't say this, but I'm just telling you this. Ben Asher was a great 13th century German Galdol Hador. He was a Galdol or the Gedele Hador of Ashkenazic Jewry. Um, yeah, actually, he ran away at the end of his life to, to Spain because Germany would be, it was so awfully anti-Semitic and so awfully dangerous. So at, the ta- at that time, Spain was still relatively tame. The Rosh says that the four-fifths of Jews who died in Egypt did not believe that they could be redeemed. And the one-fifth, it was not even so much of the spiritual level they were at, and that's why Two people who we look at as wicked in, in the Torah, Das and Avinam, remember that they, they're the ones who tattletailed on Moshe to Paro, they're the ones who were hitting each other, they're the ones who were involved with Korach in the desert. Says the Rosh, you know how they got out because they believed they could be saved. They believed in the Geulah, they believed in the redemption, that the one fifth that left were those who believed in the redemption. And we tell this Rosh, if you have this attitude that I can't do this, you would never have been redeemed. Oh, yes, um, and, and he's really saying, if the guy's the Seder, anyone who comes to Seder, by the way, I, I, I've experienced this many times, the person will tell me they don't believe, and yet they come to Shul. Why do they come to Shul? Why are they coming to a Seder? Because there's that Pintala Yid, is that point of every Jew that they want to, there's a, they want to connect in some form. Unfortunately, many of them never are given the opportunity. And some, like the Russia, this Russia who's there, who comes to a real Seder, doesn't believe that he really can do it, or she really can do it. And therefore, uh, they don't believe, the hidden pintle 
spark of Yiddishkeit of Judaism, but that spark we know comes from that the fact that a Jew is from literally a band of Hashem, is from Hashem, there's a spark from the Kisei HaKavod, but he doesn't believe that that hidden spark so that in every Jewish soul even when a Jew is at the 49th level of Tumah that there's no there's that spark by the way it's amazing to me there was just an article in commentary by Rabbi Meir Soloveitchik who was from Chicago originally that talking about how Ukraine is has matzah factories. In fact, in right near the eastern Ukraine, where they're, where they're bombing heavily, where there's still war, there's a matzah factory baking matzah right now. That is how in the world in Russia, in Ukraine, where there was no Yiddishkeit. Because some of you're on the call, you know this, right? Forty years ago, there was not an ounce of Yiddishkeit in the whole. In fact, if you did Jewish practice, if you had a seder, I had Jews from Russia in my seders over the years who told me that was the first Seder of their lives. And they were older Russian Jews. Because when they were younger, if they would have celebrated Seder, even if they could have got matzah, they would have been in Siberia. And yet you, today you have Ukrainian Jews making matzahs in Ukraine. Or Russian Jews having Seders in Moscow. That's, that's, that's mamish nuts. That's crazy. How did that happen? It will happen for people who went there and spread Yiddishkeit. But it happened. And by the way, I will, I, I will tell you my own experience is that Russian and Ukrainian Jews are the most cynical of all types as a whole. And it's not their fault. They grew up in a very cynical country. And they were totally raised... I remember Yaakov Stolen telling me when he was young, they were cla- and Alex Sadowski as well, there were classes that they had in Russia to debunk God. That was part of their curriculum. So you have today, though, Russian Jews wearing kittles at a Seder. How does that happen? Because every Jew, no matter where they are, and not only Russian Jews, you have an American Reformed Jew growing up in San Francisco who doesn't know anything, who's, who, who's, everything they're taught in school is fake, false, anti-religion, cynical religion, uh, uh, carpe diem, a festa Russian diet of carpe diem, which means live and be merry in this world. And this Jew is Eichel Trefus of Nevelis because they don't know better, they're not raised in the house of Torah, and they're eating pig and crab and shellfish, and this Jew all of a sudden can connect to Hashem. <laughs> How does that happen? How does a child of that happen? Because in every Jew, wherever ever they are in this world, there is that spark of Hashem. And that's why, what's the answer to the Russian? says, I can't do this, not for me. Maybe for you, Rabbi, maybe for you, Hasidic Jew, maybe for you, Lakewood Jew, maybe for you, Jew from New York, or Jew from Amachad, San Jose. You can do this, but not for me. It's not, it's not, it's not in my cup of tea. Fazehikesh, you punch him in the teeth. He's kafir be'ikr. That's a complete denial of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Well, in a main thing of Hashem, what is it? Because mi'ikari amuna, it's one of the foundations of faith. Shehudi that Jew has to believe, mechuyav ha'am to believe. Hakadosh Baruch Hu banu that Hashem chose us mi'kol am. And Hashem chose us of all the nations of the world. And Hashem is with you, even in Ukraine, even in Russia, even in San Francisco, in the depths of the Chicago, the North Shore somewhere in Chicago, where you have Jews who know nothing, nothing, living on other Jews who know nothing. Vila Yasham, 
Actually, Ross, you know these Ross, you know these areas. You know Chicago. Go to uh, Highland Park and Wilmette. All kinds of Jews who know nothing. Be like Sham And if you would have been there in Russia, if you have this attitude that, that I can't be fixed, you wouldn't be redeemed. Kirak Hamuna It's only with this strength. That's how the one-fifth lived. And by the way, do you know who's going to be the Jews at the end of time? It's Jews who believe in the Mashiach, that we're going to be redeemed. That wherever we are, there's a hope and there's future for Kal Yisrael. And there's a and Moshe himself was 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 in doubt. Uh, she, was, there were such low levels, as low of a level as, as you have Jews today. The Klaiyosah was lower in the time. They were walking and talking like Egyptians. They were, and they didn't. They had been slaves, mamish slaves, for two hundred plus years. Slaves. You know what it means to be a slave? <laughs> and it wasn't. It was worse than than, than the slave, slavery in America. They were taking people and putting them into the pyramids. They were putting bloodbaths. With the loss of the bloodbath, that comes. Right? Literally, Paro sitting in Jewish blood in the bath. That did not happen in Charleston, South Carolina in the 1700s. As bad as it was in Charleston, South Carolina, it was not pleasant there. And the people suffered tremendously. I'm not taking away anything from that. But they were not putting children to baths and murdering them and swimming their blood. They were not taking every child and throwing them into the rivers. They weren't putting babies into pyramids. That's what Egypt was. And it wasn't just the physical servitude. Egypt was the country of the world at the time. It was the, the most powerful country. The Nile was the breadbasket of the world at the time. It was, they were, they were, they were the society, the ideological society where everyone wanted to emulate. And that's where we were and that we were redeemed. Russia, get that out of your head. You too. You too. Tom, what about the simple son? Simple son. What does he say? What is this? Marta, hello. He says, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? So he like, what, what, we'll get to the question in a second. Marta, if we say to this kid, Shem, the strong hand, took his out of Mitzrayim, he based of Adim, from the house of, from the house of, Bondage. This Tom, this simple son, has afflicted with apathy. He is, or she is, apathetic. Everything is not so big deal. What is this? Like, come on, what is it? Big deal, big deal. Ah, you know, just apathetic. Okay, all right, I'll come to the Savior. Okay, all right. Have some matzah. Okay, what is it? Matzah, tomorrow. I'll do it. I'll come to show okay. okay. Basically, no big deal. Apathetic. Tam. This is this. The language of Tam, Toth, Mem. If you invert it, it's mace. Dead. Mace. There is no... There's no... Flow, passion of life, of, of Tom, of spirituality. So, how do you fix someone who's apathetic? With Hashem, with, 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 with brought us out 
with a strong hand. Bang the kid. Hello? There's, there's importance to life. There's importance to what we're doing. You're taking things which are serious. What do you do if a person is driving and they don't realize the severity of driving a car? You can kill yourself, you can kill other people. How do you help a teenager who does that? You've got to impress upon them. This is serious stuff. You drive a car, you can kill people. You can, you can, you can kill yourself. You can get into an accident and cause millions of dollars of damage. Don't, don't take this lightly. And this kid, don't, this is God, this is serious stuff. So you have to bank him until he appreciates that this is serious stuff. So I, I'm not going to toot my own horn, um, but I can tell you, me the simpleton, on my own way, I, have, I personally have woken up apathetic people in my own life. And so, how do you wake up an apathetic person today? You impress upon them what they're doing and the importance of it. Right? To understand that you're driving an eternal car. That Yiddishkeit, that Torah, that mitzvahs, by the way, for you and I, the Seder, if we come into the Seder, and I can tell you there are many Jews who are serious Jews who understate the Seder, who underappreciate the Seder, who come into the Seder, don't say, oh, it's a big deal. But they don't make a big enough deal. They don't take it seriously enough. And for, by the way, all of us at some level have all of these things in us, and all these answers are to all of us at some level. As far as I'm saying, that all of us have part of each little chalik of all these four sons in us. Some are more dominant one way. But for the apathy of us, of all of us, we need to come into the point to realize don't, don't. Uh, and I mentioned before showing Yom Kippur this, uh, and Pesach in one breath because all of these are high bars of, of where we transform our bars. We can come in and leave very different, much higher levels, much closer to Hashem, much closer to Elam Abad, the world to come. And all of us could, could not truly appreciate the opportunity and the responsibility of a Seder. The last son is a She'ena Yodea Lishol. The son doesn't even know how to ask you gotta, you you have to speak for him. He or she can't speak. This son, what do you say to him? Or you say to this son, say, because of this, you literally explain to him because of this, Hashem did for me when I went to Mitzrayim. Who's that? Shekoma Sagar. He's totally closed. Now the apathetic kid thinks, ah, okay, it's all right. He's totally closed. His heart's closed. His brain is closed. I can't feel this show, Mashiach. He doesn't even know what to ask. Doesn't even know what to ask. Um, the apathetic says, what's the big deal? Okay, I'll do it. You know, this doesn't even ask a question at the Seder. It comes to the Seder, that's it. Vinasnalo, Hatayra Eitzu, Vishashil, Hatayra gives for this son advice. Mechagah Kosh is at this holy holiday. Shneemar v'agat levin chabiyom hulemor. Say to the son, saying, "Bavorzah Hashem asali." So for this, Hashem did for me. But say to him, "When I left Egypt, Hainu." You know, your your head's closed, your heart's closed. You're just sitting there like a goylem, like a bileless person, a soulless person. Hainu, you know. By the way, with the Russia, there's some, there's some. Some Russians have spark. I remember Rabbi Grossman, you, Rabbi, it's like David Grossman, who 
uh, is one of the greatest people uh, in the world for, for generations, who are Makarim Jews, who bring the Jews close to Yiddishkeit. Who, in his youth, he was called the Disco Rebbe. He used to go into the discos in northern Israel, make a little emek, make a little or, pull out uh, children at the discos and get them to go to yeshivas. He won the Process Israel, won the Israel Prize. Very, very famous. There's an art school book around, about him. So he told me once, he was once, a guy once stopped him at a wedding and started berating him, screaming at him, got earrings and tattoos, you religious Jews, you Orthodox Jews, you don't think you know what you're talking about, you're, you're ruining the country, you're ruining Israel, you're, ruining, you're, you're wasting your lives on stupid things. And Eric Grossman just smiling and smiling. And, and all that, the guy's screaming at him, he's smiling some more. And finally, what do you think is so funny? He said, I'm seeing how much about Tshuva you're going to be. You have tremendous passion. As I see how much you're screaming, I see you have such passion to be about Tshuva. So he gave his card. He said, when you're ready, let me know. Tell me when you're ready. When you want, when you use, when you use your passion for the right thing. He said, a few months later, the guy called him. He said, All right, since you said that to me, I kept thinking about my passion. We have to talk. And eventually this guy became a Baal Tshuva. And he, but he was bothered. You know, it's just so like, it's totally, not even apathetic. He's nothing there. Everything's closed. And the answer to him is, This is what Hashem took me out of Egypt. Hainu. When we came out of Egypt, Hainu shiyamul Hashem isparuch. You have to know, you have to serve Hashem b'toich matzavah, whatever situation is. Even when you're saga b'amunah pshuta, we talk segiru deliba. I mean, even if your heart's closed at that moment, come over Mitzrayim, like just like we're in Egypt, shayusham segurim oid, we're totally closed. Shay b'mechinas oiver b'mei be'ema, k'diz be'pes segalim amidbar hanor koyach adiba. We couldn't even talk. Rak, we had nothing to say. Yiddish kai, nothing to do. Rak shay mischaz kim b'amunah pshuta. Vaidei amunah zachinu. So even if we don't believe in anything, we're not doing anything. We have to believe, and not only to believe, to know that if we do the externals, it will wake up our internal life as well. Just go with the flow. If you're, if you're doing what's right, you'll get there. Right now you're not there. Come to the Seder. Do eat the matzah, drink it. Right now you have nothing to ask, you have nothing to add. But if you show up, you're involved, You'll, you'll get there. You're, this is, you're supposed to Hashem, Hashem, just believe enough to come to the Seder. Uh, you may have heard, I don't remember if I first said it's Nachman Mibrasa, I probably did actually. Nachman Mibrasa has a very famous story, he had many stories, for some reason this story became famous, of the prince who, uh, you know, who was one child, a Ben Yachid, an only child of the king, and one day this prince went under a table took off all of his clothes and thought he was a turkey and started pecking and eating the food under the table thinking he is a turkey. And for days and weeks it's going on that a naked prince, the only the heir to the king, under the table the king is getting social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists, anyone, therapists, people, wise people, professors to speak to this kid and he's just pecking naked under the table thinking it's the turkey. Finally, a chacham, a great rabbi, comes, tells the king, I can help your son. But on one condition, you let me do whatever I want to do, and no questions asked. 
Kings, do whatever you want to do. Just please help my son. This rabbi, Yitzchakam, gets undressed under the table himself and starts to act like a turkey himself. And he starts pecking the food under the royal table like the prince. The prince, after a few minutes, says to this rabbi under the table, like himself, who are you? He says, I'm a turkey. So the prince says, I'm also a turkey. He says, good. And they, for a few days, they're both under the table, pecking away at the food. One's a turkey, another's a turkey. After a few days, the Chacham motions to somebody to give two shirts. And he puts a shirt on himself. And he keeps pecking. And the prince looks at him and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm putting on a shirt. He said, I thought you were a turkey. He said, I am a turkey. And turkeys can wear shirts. Uh, and a turkey can wear shirts. So the, the, the prince had heard that. And so he put on a shirt. He followed the Chacham. He also put on a shirt. And now the two turkeys are under the table packing away with shirts. A few days later again, the Chacham, the, rabbi, the great rabbi, motioned into a pair of pants. Puts on the pants. So the prince says to this rabbi, he says, what are you doing? I thought you were a turkey. He says, I am a turkey. And turkeys can wear pants. And so the prince also put on a pair of pants. And now you have the rabbi and the prince wearing a shirt and pants under the table packing away. A few days, the same thing with socks and shoes. And he's same question. What are you doing? I'm a, you're a turkey? I'm a turkey. Turkey's core socks and shoes. Puts on the socks and shoes. After a few days, the Chacham says, I motion again, give me royal food. No more packing of the shrayim, the garbage that goes on the table. He brings royal food. The prince says, what are you doing? He says, I thought you were a turkey. I am a turkey. Why are you eating that? Because the Turkish can eat it. eat the turkey. And after a few more days, the, the rabbi gets up and sits at the table. The prince says, what are you doing for the table? He says, I thought you were a turkey. I am a turkey. I said, well, turkeys can also eat the table. He says, really? He gets up and the prince now is now sitting at the table, uh, all dressed in eating real food. After a few days, without the rabbi saying one word, he's sitting at the table thinking to himself, hey, maybe you're a prince after all. He's sitting there wearing clothes, eating royal food, and sitting next to the king who is calling him son. That's really the shame of the show. We may think that we're turkeys. We're just, uh, we're sophisticated. We're not that much better than the nations of the world. But, you know, the Chavetz Chaim, every morning, it's not, it's not a knock on the Gayim. When we say Shalos on the Gayim, it's appreciation for who we are. He would sit, prepare for a minute to do the to realize, you're where's the prince? Shalos on the Gayim. And really the answer to Shailah is you may not be into it right now, but just do the Seder. You'll realize you're not a turkey. You'll get into it. I can't tell you how many people I know that didn't have a heart or the head into it and today are the most passionate people. You got to do the Seder. That's the answer to that child. Do the Seder. Call the Varim. In the general common denominator, the Torah speaks, can I call a dollar the Varim? Torah speaks for the for the four sons. Pesach, you should know that anyone who comes to say Kulam, everybody has an aliyah. Anyone who goes to a bonafide, real, true seder could grow, could shtai, could be transformed, can be improved, can closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Rasha, even the wicked son, Yish aliyah belil this holy day, the holy night of Pesach, Im Hayusham, Russia, if you were there in Egypt, 30, 
300 plus years ago, you would not have been redeemed. Because you know why you wouldn't have been redeemed? Then you wouldn't have been redeemed, Russia. You would have been from the four fifths who perished in Mitzrayim. Because that was before Torah called us a bed. But you, we, you, my, you're also a Ben Hashem today. Once Hashem bought, said, You are a son of Hashem. You too, Russia. Don't, you can't give up on yourself. You're at the Seder. You have this in you. Had you had this attitude in Mitzrayim, you would have been hopeless. But today, every Yid who's at a Seder, all of us, all of our relatives, everyone we know, could come to the Seder. Um, it must come to the Seder Stein. Our job, each one of us, is in the next few days to not only clean our house from any chametz, to get out any Yetzirah from our house, but also to appreciate, to come into the Seder excited, knowledgeable to the extent we can, and to appreciate that everyone we meet, by the way, everyone we meet, by the way, that fifth son who's not coming to Seder, get him to a real Seder. Get her to a real Seder. And if you hear someone's going to a non-real Seder, get him to a real Seder. Because every Jew who comes to a real Seder can only go up. Okay, we will hold here. Thank you very, very much to everyone. Wishing everyone a Chag Kasher Vesamech. Uh, uh, an amazing Seder to transform the Seder for you, your mishpachas, your families, and for God's Klai, so the entire Jewish people.